This is Paul Siegel. You're listening to Wandering DMs. Wandering DMs is broadcast live at 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash wanderingdms and youtube.com slash wanderingdms slash live. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Wandering DMs. I'm Paul. And I'm Dan. And on this episode of Wandering DMs, we're recapping our house convention from this weekend. And uh, apologies to viewers, we're on a little bit later than normal. Um, so uh, some of us like me, I- I'm coming in hot, Paul, because <laughs> I was I was just I just got done a four hour uh, D&D session uh, running the uh, third session of the Slaver Lord series. Yeah. Uh, so I am I'm, I'm high. I'm high on my charisma right now. <laughs> And, and all kinds of other stuff. Awesome. Uh, thank awesome. you, uh, Bakrius, for confirming that we're actually on because we're in a certainly different uh, setup than yeah. normal, and we were configuring uh, technical stuff the last couple minutes. So yeah, here we are. We made it. We did it. <laughs> I mean, that's really the exciting bit, right? Is that we yeah. are actually here at a convention. It's a small yeah, yeah, yeah. one. It's about twenty-five people in a in a private mm-hmm. house. Uh, it's bothering crap out of me. I'm gonna fix this. Do you want the Do you yeah. want the live frame here? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, amongst people, playing yeah. games, wandering, yeah. again, at last. Yeah. Right, I mean, right this second, I'm going, I, I, we've been here for um, for three days, and, I'm, and it's right this second I'm realizing, oh, now I get to talk to Paul now. Because <laughs> that itself actually hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, so this was really nice. So uh, the last, you know, we used to, we, were, we do this annually, except yep. for uh, the last two years. So the last time we were together with all of our friends here was three years ago. And uh, every single one of us who've come in have gone, this is really weird, and it is. Uh, so it is, um, uh, conventions uh, feel like fake news, Good, it says Ash. Uh, like and yeah, news. it feels it feels a little bit weird. It feels a little bit weird. Honestly, yeah. I had to get, I got here earlier than normal before everybody else this time. And uh, I needed a couple hours to, um, you know, ease my way into the bathtub. And I'm glad. So normally I get here last, and there's yeah. like 20 people. I go, "Hey, there are everybody." Uh, and this time I could greet people one at a time, and it was yeah. kind of more digestible. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's definitely. I definitely feel very out of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot half yeah. the things I was supposed to bring, mm-hmm. uh, including the power cable to my laptop. So uh, that we're uh, using right now. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully the battery lasts. <laughs> um, yeah, all, all kinds of kinds of silly stuff. Yeah. But uh, but we freaking made it, man. Yeah. We were playing games. You know, I, I didn't. I'm running stuff that I've run before. Just I didn't have the time to. Yep. Yeah. Which is good. I like I like practicing my stuff. I like testing my stuff. So yep. I'm happy to rerun things and get a different perspective on how it plays for different yeah. groups. So yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dan? What did you run? Uh, yeah, so I so I normally run you know I normally run original D and D stuff, and a number of players this weekend remarked like, "Wait, you're not you're not just running D and D, you're running something else," uh, which which really rattled a number of people here. So yeah. I also ran for the first time ever. I ran a story type uh, horror game, first time ever, Shocking. using your uh, draft fearful ends rules for your yep. custom coming to Kickstarter game. soon. Yep, please uh, look for that. Yeah, uh, sign up for the mailing list if you're interested at fearfulends.com. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder, Paul. Thank you for that reminder, Paul. <laughs> and um, so between the two of us, we tested that three times this weekend, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I had a blast. 
I had such a good time running running my first game of that sort. And the, the of course, the, we have the best players here, and they're supportive and they're helpful and they're making the game run better. And honestly, that was the highlight for my for my weekend. Really? Is yeah. I was a little bit scared coming in, okay. uh, and I think I picked a good uh, subject matter, and I was able to riff in a number of ways. Great, and that was great. I get awesome. that was such a, it was such a blast to be able to run that. Um, uh, that uh, story type horror game with Fearful Ends. Fearful Ends is great, Paul. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for writing that. Oh, oh I'm yeah. so pleased. I'm yeah. so pleased. You know, it's a it's a game that's grown over time. I uh, just started with a, a simple mechanic that I liked, and then eventually I started customizing some Savage Worlds rules. Um, Max started using that system to run his own games, mm -hmm. and he started calling it Paul Thulu. Mm -hmm. And it only dawned on me this weekend, after like years of calling it Paul Thulu, that he missed the far more obvious Paul of Cthulhu. <laughs> Why didn't he call it Paul of Cthulhu? Um, yeah, but now it's fearful ends. <laughs> but now it's fearful right. ends. It's now it's a right. full system in its own right. Because you know you, you tinker with rules long right. enough, eventually you're like, what? Am I even playing right. this system anymore? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what what still remains of the original? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hit that same problem with. Uh, I used to play Labyrinth Lord for my old school D and D, and I kept hand tuning it and tuning it and tuning it. And eventually, I was like, "Am I still playing Labyrinth Lord?" You know, it's funny because <laughs> I feel like somewhere there could be a, there could be a biologist uh, making a. A genealogical tree of all the different role-playing games, which are like branches off branches off branches off branches, mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how new systems get invented. So yeah, you're you're in good company, and you have a good uh, product coming out. And there is a link. Thank you, Vacarius. Uh, um, uh, there's a link to our chat right okay. now. Is what's happening? Interesting. Right. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yep. Cool. Yep. To our live to our live stream. Right now. Great. 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 I'm um, sure later on there'll be a. So if you're watching this uh, later on, uh, I'm sure there'll be a link to the uh, Fearful Ends. Uh, yeah, website. yeah, yeah, great. So I ran uh, two instances of that traditional horror mm -hmm. games, uh, including one uh, that is a scenario that I hope to include, uh, possibly as a stretch goal for the actual Kickstarter when this thing yes, comes to yes. Kickstarter. And I will say it's it's among the 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 scenario that Paul tested and is available for a stretch goal when the Kickstarter comes out is one of the, is 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 maybe the the best experience I've ever had role playing. It's brilliant. And uh, when I and I and again, I've only played in actually two of those types of games, but that one session was jaw-droppingly, amazingly effective, and one of the best experiences I ever had. So, yeah. Awesome. So I hope that, that I hope that that stretch goal does get met because people deserve to have that. Thanks. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, and then and then like let's not forget. I mean, as much as I love promoting my own stuff. Um, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your. We we just played. We, yeah. we just ran. Yeah. Uh, a a three. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to play in it, which was uh, I was not expecting to it, do that. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Module A three. Yeah. Uh, assault on the area of the Slave Lords. It had a full table, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Right? Nine after, players. After two Big after two years of uh, pandemic, I had nine players at the table, and which I love. Uh, maxed out, and uh, and that was awesome. That was, uh, for me, that was great. Getting back into it, I was, you know, I haven't played live games in quite a while, so I was had a little rust to blow off. Yeah. yeah. But uh, how, how, how did that feel on the other end? It felt good to me. Yeah. I enjoyed playing it. Again, I was originally signed up for a different game. There was a last minute change. Yeah. I was happy to get in and play. Originally, I hadn't signed up for it because, of course, I'd read those modules. I knew I was like, I'm going to have to take a back seat and just sort of uh, let, the, let the rest of the group push forward with it. Uh, but it was still quite fun. Awesome. Uh, I still enjoyed awesome. it. Um, it was nice to play a little OD and D. You know, I, I spent uh, besides running Fearful Ends twice myself this weekend. I played in a fiasco game and yep. a game of uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. 
great. Which is that uh, sounded awesome. uh, powered by the Apocalypse game. So mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of like very improv loose story gaming. So it was nice right. to also do yeah. some old school crunchy D&D. Uh, awesome. Um, awesome. Although I was stuck playing Fanstern, so I didn't really get to make many attack rolls. Correct. Answer the wizard. Uh, I enjoy. Uh, I, frankly, I enjoy having at the table playing a wizard call because yeah. you because you, you have you know frankly deeper knowledge of the uh, the the OED book of spells which is available at um, oedgames.com. You'll find the link, um, Excellent. Excellent. which I use for for original D and D spells. And uh, so you usually come in with like a really clever uh, uh, kind of bank shot uh, spell at just the right time that I didn't see coming. That is usually really helpful to the rest of the team. So, um, was there one in particular here that stood out for you? Uh, there, I, there's so much just happened. So much just happened <laughs> that I kind of just burnt a hole in my memory yeah, system. Yeah, so, remind yeah. me what you, what what did you? I so mean, the so there were a couple of spells. Did? I mean, definitely Fanstern is challenging because let's let's you know for anyone yeah. who's read the module, Fanstern is an illusionist, right? An AD yeah, 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 illusionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. takes a little modification uh, to uh, to to adapt that character. And so basically, I'm, I've got no real direct damage spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, I had a lot of spells that are people-based, right? I had like charm person, home yep. person, yep, yep, uh, and a, facing a lot of monsters yep. that were not people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that was very challenging. And um, the one that the one that jumps out at me is I, I did manage. There was a, a a room with a big pit trap in the center, which we identified. That was yeah. didn't want to didn't want to trigger it. And then we had uh, gelatinous cubes coming at us from multiple directions. And I feel like that happened a lot in this in this module in general. There's a lot of cases where you're forcing the party to string out in mm-hmm. line, yeah. and that means only like one or maybe two characters can actually get into the front to fight, mm-hmm. and then a lot of the characters in the back of the line are like, mm, nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I managed to pull out the whole portal spell on the pit trap to allow our fighters to get around. Um, so I felt like I was doing a lot of that kind of stuff, a yeah. lot of just, you know, support things. Uh, one of our fighters, this isn't even a spell, one of our fighters got stuck, uh, his feet stuck to the this... ground, and so I rushed to his side and unlaced his boots. <laughs> there you go, get out of here, man. Yeah, I like, see, I felt, right, see, I felt that was great. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. it was great. And it's one of those, it's one of those classic D&D things where it's not on your sheet, it's not a special power, it's, it's something that's real world and concrete, and you had to think about how boots work. <laughs> and, 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 and that's, that's what I personally really adore about original yeah. D&D is you have to think about the actual physical stuff and how it works. Interesting. And I'm great. And you unloose it. And it was for what it's, if you know that module, it was uh, the, the human fighter only known as Ogre. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out his feet and stinks out the whole room. With the <laughs> <party>. <laughs> Ogre. I'll say a couple of things about this. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love running these old modules and I love kind of ex- exploring what, what's in them a little bit. And module A3 is frankly a little bit wonkier, right? So A1 and A2 and A3 get increasingly wonkier. I mean, I'll say benches of disbelief that the players need to need to carry on. Of the series, A3 is the one that I've avoided the most. Because I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I liked how you dealt with the area with the minotaurs. Because that area, when I read that, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is just going to be really yeah. fussy yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of uh, yeah. twisty corridors and the yeah. Minotaur is trying to do a real kind of, uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, what's the name of that tactic? Sort of a fire and retreat yeah. tactic. Yeah. Um, that felt, when I read it, that felt really fussy to me. Uh, yeah. how, how did it feel running that? Yeah. Uh, um, um, I, I, I wanted that to, I wanted I didn't want to get too too bogged down on it. Yeah. I, I read the same thing, and I was really worried about that area. That was yeah. my top area of concern. Yes. Yep. 
Um, the other thing is that is I actually increased the I actually increased the danger of places in the module. To be hmm. honest, hmm. Um, and the fact that there's one Minotaur, there's one Minotaur, yeah. and you have a party of nine fifth level characters. I'm like, what kind of threat is that? So yeah. I actually quadrupled the number of Minotaurs just to make it halfway interesting. interesting. Um, and then, frankly, it, what I, honestly, what I did abbreviate because I had my eye on the clock was you've already beaten the Minotaurs, and then the, the whole exit situation has these tangled passageways yep. with one-off crossbow bolt traps, which aren't yep. super interesting. And that I hand-waved, and when the magic sword had to detect traps, I said, that just gets you out of the way. So the funny thing is I... I um, Rebecca, is that... Um, so... I, I, a, so that, that module is, is designed that in the last room, you're supposed to lose. Right. Last room, and you actually do meet half <laughs> of the Slave Lords. There's five Slave Lords there. They're all 10th or 11th level. Okay. Right? Okay. And there's a wizard and a fighter and a, a priest and stuff like that. And so the last area is just meant to overwhelm you. And yet, nonetheless, other areas seem weak to me. Hmm. So I increased the number of gelatinous cubes. I increased the number of minotaurs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, you increased the, yeah, the cubes. I did. There's only supposed to be two, and I made it three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it'd be interesting to come from both sides rather than just, yeah, yeah. just one or yeah. three sides. Yeah. So I actually, I was increasing the amount of danger in order to challenge you guys. I threw a lot of damage down. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Steven playing Ogre was down to one hit point at one point. Yep. Uh, I had you confused. I had some people paralyzed. And I, I and I I I, re, I swore to God I was going to kill at least half of you, if not TPK at the end. Yeah. And and today I was happy with that. It's like I'm going to TPK at the at the end. It's going to set them up for module A four. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And and you and they 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 friggin' beat all of my slave lords with yeah. no with no deaths. Well, I think a lot of us were sitting on all those. Like I'll go back to the silly person yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. right? There was a lot of yeah. charm person, whole yeah. person, and. Those are the only people yeah. in the module. So yeah. we're like, oh, finally, humans yeah. <laughs> let all the magic out. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. And, it, and it worked well. And that, that happens a lot for like our D and D games. Actually, is we get to like the last boss, and it's a wizard, and you hit him with charm person, whole person. That tends to be part of it. And I, I, you know, I was rolling saves, and there were the very, the very last thing, the very last thing that happened. Right, there was one more charm person spell, and I said, this high level character needs a seven to save. And I specifically said, of course I'm going to make this save. There's no drama here. And Stephen Buckley says, roll a six. And I rolled and a six. And, a six. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, that's, and that's, that's how that ended. So um, you guys are playing super well. The module specifically says if the players conceivably manage to do this, that's quite a great group of players you have there. You should congratulate them. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. I think I made the right choice of actually um, increasing... The peril in a couple of those. How things. did that compare? Because I know you ran the other half of A three yeah. earlier, and I wasn't there for that. How did that compare? The the similar, mm -hmm. uh, you know, overall gestalt is similar, but um, I had to modify less. Right, the one right before it is less super wonky. <laughs> the Minotaur area is far more concerning. Dealing with the high level NPCs at the end is is more concerning. So it was somewhat easier to run the session right before that. And if you're really familiar with the module, I did snip the whole city skulking surveillance yeah. part. Yeah, what you, you they know. claim that they used that for the tournament That's at the time, crazy. and I do not understand how that could possibly be a tournament. Yeah, I don't know scenario. That seems bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, good for you. Good choice. 
Good choice in sniffing that part out. <laughs> uh, William has a question here. How did this all start? How does one go about setting up scheduling and logistics of a house con? I don't oh. know if you want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Um, we started, frankly, it started actually with our friend Adam's birthday. Uh, he uh, was, his, his wife set up a surprise birthday party for him where she invited a bunch of friends up to a, a vacation house in Maine. And he loves gaming, and so we right. just played a bunch of games. Right. And we had so much fun with it, we were like, well, let's do this again. Let's do this regularly. So we started doing that. It was a small group. It was not just eight of us. We would rent a, a, a vacation house mm -hmm. in the off-season. As that's, that's why we're out here on the Cape in mm -hmm. April. Um, and just the invite list grew and grew. And now we're at like 25 people. Mm -hmm. um, I do have some software that I now run for it. It's a little wonky and weird and uh, Paul, highly you, customized. You're, underse you're underselling <laughs> it because we are all agog. A We're all yeah. agog at we we have the best we I, we have the best convention scheduling software available to us that I've, that any of us have ever seen. And Paul wrote it all, and it's amazing. It, so it's, and we and the th the nice thing is, and I don't. I mean, does any other convention? I mean, you're saying that they used to do this by paper at Gen Con. They did used to do it by paper in Gen Con, and I felt like that was a slightly better system. But it was still, it's still the traditional model of uh, you divide up the days into slots. GMs say, "I want to run this game at this time." There are six tickets, eight tickets, whatever, and then they sell tickets. Um, the nice thing about the old paper system was you would get a catalog and you would fill out. Here's my first pick, second pick, third pick for each time send that in and probably some human sat at a desk and figured it all out and it sounds yeah. miserable yeah yeah um i like that i like the nature of sort of this asynchronous process of here's my picks and then somebody says okay now i have all the information mm -hmm. and i'm going to build a schedule um as opposed to like where most conventions do these days where you just sort of mm -hmm. uh all right live good luck yeah and people shove stuff into their cart and it's just a yeah. free-for-all it's like a like a black friday kind of Precisely. feeling right and it's like, this oh. nightmare of like everybody has to get on like for um uh you know concert tickets yeah so yeah. at 1201 10,000 people i'll get online the server crashes i'm worried about my bandwidth it's and, brutal yeah. it's brutal um my software is a little different in that it then tries to push this a little bit and say like well instead of because probably most gyms don't really care when they run their games um what we do is we have them submit games without a time slot assigned players go in and pick their top choices and just rank the games. This is my first pick, second pick, third pick. And then I have an algorithm that builds out the schedule based on that and we'll move games around and try to line them up such that you get the most optimal schedule as you can. I think that works because uh, small numbers, right? It, this would only work for a small right. convention of like right. 50 or less people. Right. Um, and it works because we run a lot of games that everybody loves, right? Like you have yeah. to rely on the fact yeah. that like I'm going to rank out of the 20 games being played, I'm going to at least pick 10 or 12, right? More than double of what I can actually play. So I won't be too upset. Oh, I, I only got into one, three, five, seven, and nine. Oh no. Yeah. Drat. And we can depend <laughs> on people being here for the full three days. We basically yeah. know everybody's here for three days. Yeah. So um, the whole menu is available. Um, and it's, um, and it's really nice. Now the reason, let me follow up. So you said you could probably only work up to about 50 people because why? Um, I might, well, first of all, I never tested it at a very Got much, it. at a much larger number. Um, and second of all, I, I worry about the extremes where you get games where like everybody loves it. And so everyone picks it as their top pick. And now like a lot of people are going to be disappointed. And then you have other games that are less popular, which is, I always feel bad about that because it feels like I'm saying like, oh, you're running a crappy game. But like, 
I don't know. It's what do people have to go to pick on? They have like three lines of text, yeah. you know, the name of a system, the name of a GM, that's it. Uh, it's not a lot of information to go on. So I think there's just a lot of luck at play there. But some GMs, unfortunately, end up with not a lot of people picking it. And so I just worry that with a much larger convention, uh, stuff would pile up on the edges more. Got it. Got it. And then it would get weirder and it would be even harder to guarantee people getting into some of their higher picks just because it would do silly things like say well this game needs three to six people to play or four to six or whatever the number is i need at least four people in this game everyone ranked it low but you gotta go in and then just just picking right could you imagine being presented with well good here's a list of 100 games pick your top point how many how many are you gonna rank like what if some games don't get ranked at all got it Uh, that that worries me got it Anyways, it was an interesting, unusual system. It is definitely geared at these smaller games. You can you can check it out if you want. It's at housecon.net. Uh, it's definitely kind of experimental software, uh, and definitely takes a little explanation to your players to uh, get to understand it. Frankly, I still think some folks coming here don't totally get how it works. Oh, really? oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's always some. Well, there's mean, always a, one, okay. at least one sort of weird edge okay. case where somebody does something unusual and I go, oh, really? Okay. Oh, geez. Now okay. I got it. Now I got to clean that okay. up. Okay. okay. But on the plus side, I've been doing it for uh, probably over 10 years now, right. iterating right. on this software. So right. it's out there. Check it out if you want. Yeah. It's yeah. we 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 the re- we all adore it. <laughs> we, it's the best convention experience that I that I, I have know, signing I up for stuff. So yeah, it's really I nice. I think that's going to be true though for small conventions. Regardless, uh, I would recommend anybody who's interested in this sort of thing to just try it. Like get get some friends together, go rent a house. The, the nicest thing about it, I think, is you go to a smaller convention as opposed to like a big like not like a Gen Con or a Pax East, but you go to something like Carnage on the Mountain or Total Con or the ones around here. But I'm sure every maybe. Uh, there's one in Texas, right? North Texas. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. several, I think, that are on kind of on the smaller scale such that you get more of a sense of the people going and it becomes more of a community. Yeah. Right? Right. Whereas, like, the big conventions are, like, just a, 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 just a big show, right? It's like, yeah. a, wow, you know, I'm going to overwhelm by the size yeah. and expanse of this thing. And, and I don't know anybody here. And it's just overwhelmingly large and exciting. Uh, whereas a small con, it's like, it becomes like a kind of family, weird family reunion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I it seems that's... similar to me to, and I apologize. I hope I don't keep bringing this anecdote up over and over again. But um, from you know when I was doing a lot of music stuff and a lot of band stuff um, uh, ten plus years ago, same thing. I got off wanting to go to big concerts, yeah. and I got spoiled on going to small indie events that would at the time would cost five bucks, and I could talk to the musicians, right? right? And you could you could you could have actual real relationships with everybody there actually converse with the musicians themselves. And I completely got spoiled of that experience and I didn't want to go to big concerts again. Yeah. That may, I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel, I feel like I hear that a lot from people who like to go to concerts that like they enjoy the small venues more. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would recommend folks give it a whirl, uh, run your own little small con. I know it's a scheduling difficulty, but you can do trivial things. Like I've, I've heard of conventions or, or gaming events like this where people just come prepared to run a game and they say, okay, well, which game are we going to run tonight? Got it. Yeah. Actually, frankly, that's the way the first right. Helgacon works. Yes. And, and the only reason I wrote software right. or started playing this stuff is I, I started realizing like, well, we're there for Friday night through yeah. Sunday afternoon and we just lose all of Friday night yeah. to the logistics. Exactly. So how do I yeah. add a little bit of process up, up front to, to cut that out? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we were spending, we were conversing about like, what should we play and when we do it and what we do then, right. it's like that should be predetermined and not lose that time. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about a comic shop that did a thing where they would run a game day. They would have GMs come up and sort of pitch, here's the game I want to run, blah, 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 right. give it a thing. And then, they, and then they would just have the whole crowd of people kind of stand up and say, like, okay, one, two, three, go. Everyone point at the GM of the game you want to play. Oh. And they would just quickly, like, be able to eyeball and go, oh. all right, yep, enough okay. people run this game. Off you go. All right, you people okay. go here. Okay. And then, like, the ones that are left are like, okay, well, it's a little disparate or maybe you're split up. Like, can we can we cajole you into a Interesting. into a group to uh, oh. pick a thing? And, that would make me scary, like, going that, but I guess it works <laughs> and works. That's interesting. I would not have thought – I would have not have thought of that. Mm. It, it's, I tend to overprocess. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do advanced planning for things like this because I want, you know, I want to maximize her. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the funny flip side of that, right? Okay, this came up uh, when I was talking to somebody uh, that we've been doing this years and years, and and some of the folks are no longer local anymore. So, right. So yes. there's a fair number of people right. that this is now the only thing we see them at. Yeah. And, and the then, funny, and they fly, and some people fly in. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, we're here for a whole weekend altogether. We spend the majority of our time playing games and pretending to be other people. And there are these <laughs> tiny windows. We, we, we really like maximize it down to like, we get an hour for lunch. You get two hours for dinner. That's it. And then we're going to play another game. Yeah. Um, and so you get these tiny windows to like actually socialize. Yeah. And, like yeah, catch yeah, up yeah. and be like, oh, oh, you're, you're a person. What do you, what do, yeah. you do when you're yeah. not here? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And I feel like some of my best friends I only know here. Some of my best friends I've only met here and only hang out with them, and I enjoy seeing them once a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah. 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 And you know, some of us have online only friends now. Yeah. But this is my HelgaCon only friends. <laughs> my HelgaCon online only. It's it's kind of become the self perpetuating thing though, because I I was noticing we have twenty five people. We've had about 25, yeah. 20 to twenty five people yeah, yeah. for for several years now. We kind of like, I mean, frankly, it's the number of people that fit in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, but we have three new people this year. So, so yeah. people are circulating a little, right? Yeah. Some people fall off, other yeah. new people come. Um, and that's really nice. I like adding the new blood. And I'm sure that must be intimidating for the people who are new to come in and be like, oh, here's 20 people I've never met and I'm just yeah. play games all yeah. weekend. And yeah. go, 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I drove, I drove up with, uh, I drove up with Andre and, um, you know, he fit, you know, and, and, I, and to me, I was like, oh, I know him well and I know everybody here well. And, Andre has to go one by one introducing I'm Andre, I'm Andre, I'm Andre. And everybody here is very welcoming. And we were like, you know, you're, you should have been part of the family all along. So find something I will say about gaming in general. I've seen this at, at all sized gaming events, which is that, yes, maybe gamers uh, tend to be potentially a little more introverted, a little mm -hmm. more, uh, a little more difficulty in large social situations. But you put us all together at a gaming event. And now there's this intrinsic thing yeah. to talk about yeah right i, I like, was we don't have to make small talk well what game did you play today oh i played this game right i and was then, saying the exact same thing to somebody the other day i was saying the exact exact same thing is that there, we have this we have this common thread yeah. of of i guess I, I, I like any like a lot of subcultures i think have this mm. but we have this common thread of of something that we know that we're fundamentally our brains are kind of working in a similar direction at least um, and so that, that immediately makes it much easier to, to bring people in. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. Now it is a little bit of a side. I gotta say this, right? Every time I'm a player in a Paul Thulu type game, right? And I've, I've played <laughs> yeah. a number of with Max and a number with you, right? Every single time. Um, now you start off the game and you're saying, we assume that in this existential horror game, we're, we expect everybody's going to die or, or, or break down mentally yeah, yeah. or lose their mind. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I, and I, and no, 
I, I do not. I am not expecting that. I'm trying to play to my best yeah. to game the system and win, mm -hmm. um, and avoid damage and avoid mental stress to the best that I can. I'm one of these games. I'm going to win, and ever to date, I'm pretty sure I've got a still a hundred percent rate of being killed by other players. And I, I get I get near the end. I get near the end, and I'm, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. And one of the other players go mad and and kill me. And now um, Adam Flynn's son join that growing list of, of players. Uh, apparently everybody here is at some point going to have to kill me in a fearful ends game because that's, I, I still have a hundred percent rate of everybody adding their list to the, I killed Dan in fearful ends. <laughs> I think it's great that you do play it that way. I think a lot of players don't and it's not the way the game is built. Right. But um, I did want to make that an option in the game. Right? Okay. That is the mechanics yeah. do allow for like, well, here's, yeah. here's your strategy. Here's how you yeah. would play the cards to try and, avoid mental stress yes. and survive yes and frankly it tracks with the inspirational material yeah. um right you you um you, you generally the heroes in these stories they're trying to survive right yeah so it works well i think uh, uh for that hey so we Paul, have, how yeah. about we have an interview yeah i got okay, an great, idea great, great, let's great, have an interview right great, now great let's yeah. slide, let's slide so, a little over yeah come on <laughs> yourself we'll squeeze in here Welcome to the show. Well, thank you yeah. for having me on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. This is Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, Rebecca, how long have you been coming to Helvicon now? Uh, well, I started in the second year. So I guess, wow, what, too. 11, 12, 13 Jeez. years, however long yeah. it's been going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, this is the 13th one. I would, I would love to say it's the 13th annual convention, but of course, we missed two years. Right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the 13th. It's the 13th. <laughs> Lucky number 13. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So the 13th was the one that got delayed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Rebecca, and of course, you've been, uh, and you jumped in kind of head first as soon as uh, as soon as we started playing and taking on some of the logistical stuff uh specifically around around uh, food prep which has just been a huge load yeah. off my shoulders yeah. so thank you so much for that. uh rebecca is is the the kitchen manager here uh for the weekend and you also run games and you're also playing so sometimes sometimes you're doing all three at the same time yes, yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes i am yes. how does that how does that how does that work uh, uh, well, uh, less effectively than I would like for it to work. Um, yeah, I, I have, I have definitely found that it's best if I try to only do one role at a time. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So, um, luckily most of the food prep work happens prior to the convention. Um, you know, planning the meals, getting people to sign up, um, buying the food. And, and then once I'm here, then it's mostly, mostly done, um, except for meals that I am personally preparing. So Rebecca's a bit like completely invaluable as like the was one of the the, the, the three people basically running the event really. Uh, it's, you're, it's, but you're, you'd be vice president <laughs> of HelgaCon if we had. If I'm we had thinking of food. Okay. Right, yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's um, anybody watching the show who's interested in running this kind of thing for themselves. I would say that like my experience is most people do want to pitch in and they do want to yeah. help, and yeah. but they don't want to be the person organizing things and making decisions. So yes. if you can find one or two people yes. to help with that task then it's pretty easy then to push it down and say like, okay, great, well, I'm gonna manage food, but who wants to volunteer to cook on Friday night? Who wants to volunteer to cook on Saturday morning? And people and, step and, up. And I would like to say, if there's anybody out there who thinks they might be willing to take on that that supervisory role, but you're nervous about it, um, there are some some tricks. And uh, once you've done it once, if you save all of your notes, I have a spreadsheet that I just, copy and reuse every yeah, year yeah. um and uh and so I, I don't have to reinvent the wheel every year yeah, yeah. um and uh, and you get a sense of you know how much food do you need to buy for 25 people and and whatnot so if you've got a cook who says 
hey, I really want to help out, but I have no idea how to shop for 25. I have no idea how much of whatever I need. Um, you know, there, there are things that you learn when you've done this and, and you keep those notes. And so you're like, oh, well, two years ago, we bought way too much. And so yeah. now I know not to do that. That's super smart. And I will say that you, so you were both in the, the against the slavers D and D game that I was just yeah. running. And so, you know, nowadays um, I have a particular threshold of number of players at my table. So yesterday when I had six players, I didn't ask for this, but today I table nine players. And with that, I do ask for a caller or, or a leader of the mm -hmm. team. And mm -hmm. so I said, does anybody want to nominate or volunteer to be the caller of the team. And basically the whole table just pointed at Rebecca <laughs> and said, you should be, Rebecca's the caller. And like everybody, it was like, you, you volunteered and then multiple people seconded. It was like, yes, obviously Rebecca should be the caller. So you also organized the, uh, the amazingly successful winning D&D team. <laughs> In modulate three, that would would have qualified you for the championship tournament in 1980. Fantastic! So, so good job on that. Absolutely. I was I was specifically directed to congratulate you on that in the module text, <laughs> and I, I I'm a man of the text, so yes. <laughs> it was it was a pleasure. That was a really fun game. <laughs> Awesome. What, what else, uh, what other highlights are there for you, yeah. Rebecca? I mean, I don't want to just talk about logistics. Like, what, what oh, games God. did you love playing? Oh, well, I mean, dance games are always so much fun. Um, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get to play in any of your games, but you've gone all horror, and I, I, I don't like horror. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid we'll, you know, we'll be ships passing in the night. Um, sure, it's a temporary thing. I think I'm just mostly trying to test the game I'm trying to publish. Yeah, <laughs> so so uh, uh, we'll get back to some your brother's game. Um, Tro Troika, yep. I think, yeah. is the system. That was hilariously fun, um, super bizarre. I, I got to play, I decided I was sort of a, a singularity, a toroidal singularity. Um, I mean, that was that was just a wacky game. We had wacky hats and um, a lot of laughter. That was a lot Stephen of fun. told me about that game actually. He came in last night and he said, I, I came up with a very unique character, I thought, and I did this and I did this. And then Rebecca came in and she's a non-speaking space toroid, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I, that I, that blew my that blew my unique idea completely out of the water." <laughs> That's great. I can't take full credit for that. The, the The background that I was given was very vague and ominous, and and said I was born in the depths of space or something like that. So that's where that. That's came great. From. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Well done. Well done. What did you run? What did you run for games so, this weekend? So. I, I have in the past run sort of more traditional games, Dread and, and some D&D things, but this, this year I ran baking and board games um, where uh, I had a bunch of recipes I wanted to try out and uh, I figured four hours was a good time to do a bunch of cooking for a bunch of hungry gamers. And then meanwhile, we had a table set up with some board games. Nice. and. Um, so people were playing board games, and I was mostly kibitzing on the board games uh, and while I was baking. I'm thinking in the future I may do a little less baking and a little bit more board gaming. Um, but pe people said that they kind of liked having an opportunity for a somewhat more casual, yeah, in interactive um, environment. Uh, I had that fairly high on my list. I, did, I didn't get into that, but I actually had that fairly high on my list. Yeah, it's um, uh, it makes sense, right? There's a there's a lot of the this weekend is kind of uh, you know pedal to the metal. Uh, as much gaming as you can, so I, I could see the want, the desire for like a more chill. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, board games are nice because you could say play in a board game that takes forty five minutes or an hour and still have time to take a nap or go for a walk or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. So, did you have specific games picked out that you wanted to bring to that that were going to fit that niche for you? Yeah, I mean, I brought uh, I brought about six different games, um, and uh, you know, they ranged from Fire Tower, which is the ultimate 
um, you know, all versus all, you're trying to burn down each other's fire towers um, to uh, we played Azul. Um, I didn't I didn't have any cooperative games since most of the RPGs that we were doing this weekend were, were cooperative. Um, and then, yeah, I just let the players pick, um, you know, oh. so I think they played Parks and a couple of rounds of Azul. Now, that was interesting because when my husband and I play Azul, we're pretty generous with each other. We try not to screw the other one over and we oh. just kind of focus on our That's own goals. <laughs> and, um, uh, and and the players yesterday were the exact opposite. They were trying as hard as they could to make the other players take you know take penalties, oh, wow. and uh, that was not not something that had occurred to me. So great, 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 great. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I find that's it's always interesting to me. I think sort of picking the right board game for the right setting and the right group of people. Yeah. Uh, and I, think, I seem to recall you had a pretty big range of potential number of players to sign up for that and yes um yeah so did that that curb your selections were there cases where you're like well we, we don't need this board game because i don't have 10 people here no uh when <laughs> when i've done this in the past because i've run board game a, a board game session here at HelgaCon in the past and i think one time we had like seven or eight players we just had two games going at the same time yeah, so you sense. know i figured as long as i brought enough games yeah either everyone could play in one or could break up into cool. a couple of cool. And, and where you, you were, where you were positioned there, um, that was, so me running a, a horror game for the first time myself, I had half a mind to like pick a place that was out of sight mostly. So, so other people weren't, weren't seeing me screw it up. And instead rather I was right in the central position about 10 feet away from where you were doing that. So while you were doing the baking board games, I was personally yelling, um, and expostulating and, um, cursing and, um, doing all kinds and, of blasphemous stuff, and people would like show up with like a cupcake or whatever, and, and just like <laughs> hang out in the doorway. And go, yeah, that's about that's about this right. Oh, it was it was it was, it was fantastic because because Dan was running that game, and, and he sounded like Egger from uh, from um, Men in Black. Because oh. I, I think I think you were playing like an alien or something, yeah. right? He was, yeah. And so and so he's okay. you know all like yeah. we have brought you these gifts and we were commenting on that in the kitchen while we were totally didn't think of that i totally didn't think of that as an illusion but yeah that was what i was channeling yeah I it was it was totally yeah. egger in the egger scene. yeah okay great awesome <laughs> <laughs> good observation I, I mean i know i know that you guys are the ones who do this all the time but i'm curious what are what are your favorite things about running helgenhan I wasn't prepared to be interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what, wait, what's <laughs> happening? Oh, oh, I mean, we were talking earlier about the community aspect, and that's for me is really just seeing all, all your lovely yeah. faces again, and like, yeah. like like it's become a touchstone, right? It's it's a case. There's there's many of you, yourself included. This is the only event I get to see you at now. Um, hopefully that changes, you know, coming out of COVID, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we maybe. still have to run Fingers Dan's crossed. All Wizards campaign. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you for the reminder yeah. on that. Right. That's another yeah. interesting thing that's come up. I keep, I keep, I keep talking about this because I kind of love this idea, and so I'm trying to like get it into the back of people's brains. But there was this notion that we run these games at this convention, and there's, you know, you want you look at the list, and you're like, there are 12 awesome games, and I only get into five, and that's, right. And there's all these other awesome games right. that got run that I totally missed. Like, what about a B rolls? session we'll do like a midway well, six months down the road everybody just run the same we'll just do over we'll run the same stuff again we need like a helga con south just a chance to he get said, into yeah, the games that you said. missed the first time around uh, so that, i think that would be fun, yeah. be fun. Yeah. that's great yeah. that's great i i mean th th this weekend i really like getting an opportunity to play run my first story type <laughs> horror game 
was yeah, I, I it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was nice to get back in, blow the rust off, try out some some you know D and D house rules that I've had on the books and not really get a chance to play, um, and just just and and see really really good role playing players uh, beat all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to get some more more D and D back into my back into my Good. life. Good. I'm glad. Get I'm glad this, to hear get, you say get, that. Get the fearful ends out the door. I'm and glad I can, to hear you uh, say that. Get some yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, you got you got you got a lot you got a lot of cool stuff coming up with that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're all looking we're all looking forward to that. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. How's the battery life doing on the computer? Podcast? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just take a look. You uh, continue. Uh, continue. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, just we, we're keeping an eye, we're keeping an eye on the, the limited battery life we have, so we don't have this uh, get caught off and us unable to stop it and have, <laughs> and have an ongoing uh, YouTube Twitch stream uh, with nothing happening. It's for never ending. A day. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, struggling a little. Uh, so maybe, maybe we should start to start to wrap things up. And any final thoughts about uh, HelpCon there, Dan? Uh, glad to be back. Uh, you know, I'm glad that the, the travel uh, we did, we from New York, we did in a better way. So four of us came up uh, a day early and we weren't rushing and we were able to have a little bit more uh, conversing time on Friday. I was able to hang out with you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was super nice. Yep. So uh, probably I would like to come up like a day earlier in the future like that. I mean, so many other good, great games this weekend, right, that we haven't talked about. Um, uh, you know, so obviously I we have five slots and I run three. Do you run three? I run two. You run I, two? I actually gave myself a hard limit of two many years ago. Really? Where I, because it just, um, between running the logistics and just being the point man, right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. like, there's there's always some yeah. amount of things where people come yeah. to me. This year was, uh, this year was toilet paper, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. We had a moment yeah. of like, oh no, there's yeah. no more toilet paper in the house. What do yeah. we do? Uh huh. And I and, and la- last night multiple we were playing. I was playing with you, and multiple people came up and and asking asking about the the toilet paper problem. And they were all wearing beanie hats. <laughs> they were they were they were they were in a game of maxes, and every single one of them were wearing propeller beanie hats. And we're like, uh, where's the toilet paper? <laughs> and we're like, we're working on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just try not to overload myself because yeah. it's, it's okay. a pretty exhausting. Okay, that's me. smart. All right. Um, anyway, that's my excuse for only running yeah. two every every year. Got it. Um, Got it. I've also, I think, finally learned the lesson of like I always when I run horror games, I try to target them to run at night because uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, night is spooky. Yeah. And I'm realizing that by Saturday night, I am beat and I am not giving the right level of energy okay. <laughs> to okay. argue that it deserves. Yeah. Well, and Paul, I would, yeah. I would argue that uh, setting a limit for yourself is, is not only wise for your step up and, yeah. and run. I mean, you know, step when I, when I added my game in, you know, big games, I mean, this, this was not, the board games part was zero effort. You know? yeah. The baking was a lot of effort deciding what I wanted to make and getting the stuff, but that, that I put on myself. But, you know, getting other people to say, hey, I can step up and I can run a game. And then you get, you know, I mean, my husband ended up running this board game, but he ran it as an RPG and everybody had a great time and he wouldn't have thought to do that awesome. if it was already full up. So I think yeah. that there's some, you know, advantage in kind of forcing the delegation, forcing other people to, to step up and, and run, you know, new ideas. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I think that that is good. Yeah, it is nice to give that opportunity for new GMs to, yeah. or or I wouldn't 
your husband's hardly a new GM. Uh, <laughs> but, but he's but, running a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah. people space to experiment. That's really what the convention's about, right? Is is I don't know. For me, it's it's about experimenting with stuff. You know, yeah. uh, refining, tuning, uh, uh, learning. I don't know. Every every year, I come away with like, yep, next year, gonna do it totally differently. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you guys have mentioned this already, but I mean, one thing that struck me this year was we had our first sort of intergenerational. Uh, HelgaCon, yeah, in sure. the sense that yeah. we had the son of one of our long-term players mm-hmm. has finally reached mm-hmm. the age where yep. we decided he could come, and mm-hmm. he came, and, and uh, you know, kill me yeah. in fearful ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. like everybody else, <laughs> join the grand tradition yeah. of killing Dan and right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time, because I'm trying to win those, <laughs> I'm trying to beat those, and every single time I get killed by another player, and this time it was him. Yeah. So thanks for joining the family. Great. Great. The Join the list. Wonderful. So right. you you two guys are much better um, uh, tea builders than I are than I am. So that that was those were a lot of uh, high wisdom thoughts right there. And um, uh, so uh, don't listen to me. Listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before we run out of juice, we should we should wrap this up, Dan. So, um, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, I know it's a little a little hodgepodge. Uh, we're definitely experiencing a little, a little mental f- from an intense weekend of gaming. I'm I'm still cooking, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> I'm still hot. Okay, great, great. Uh, uh, in about half an hour, I will yeah, collapse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we touched on anything that you'd like more details about, if you uh, have more questions about running something like this yourself. Uh, we mentioned a game that you would love to hear more details on. Uh, mention it in the comments here on YouTube. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, maybe that'll launch a, a topic down the road. We would. And if you happen to be new to the Wandering DMs uh, stream, please look for us on social media sites such as Twitter and Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and GitHub and TikTok, even though there's <laughs> nothing there right now. And we do have the handle Wandering DMs on all of those sites. So look for us there and you'll get updates about uh, upcoming shows. Yeah. If, if you prefer to listen to us in podcast-only format, you can get those podcasts at wanderingdms.com and various podcast carriers like iTunes and Google Podcasts, and etc. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast right now on one of those sites, please stop and take a moment to rate and review us on that site. Uh, that helps other users of that site find us, and we really appreciate it. We really do. And, of course, big thanks for our show and everything we do here. I totally just accidentally hit the, the uh, credits button too soon there, Dan. Sorry. What?! Go Paul, on, I've go got on. to thank our patrons. <laughs> because, Paul, if it weren't for our patrons, we couldn't do what we're doing at the Wandering DMs channel. And if you're in a position where you would like to join them, please go to wanderingdms.com slash Patreon. Please do. And you'll see, you'll see our different tiers and stuff and merch and access to a private Discord server. And normally we have uh, continued the conversation on a private Discord server right after the show. Today we're going to have to skip that because some of us have travel plans and we will have to quickly book out of here right after the show is over. So unfortunately we'll have to wait for next week for our uh, normal Discord chat. Yeah. Uh, Join the Patreon and uh, get your name in the credits, which you'll see once at the end of the show or twice when I accidentally press the button too. And of course, look for our uh, normal shows coming up this week. I will be back uh, with uh, Dan Plays Games from the Elder Times late night uh, Eastern on Tuesday, trying to finish the Fantasy Empire games and the Known World of Mestera. And then TDR will be back, and I'll be back on Thursday for that stream. Uh, You're really slacking (laughs) off, Paul. I'll be back on Thursday to continue our Cyberpunk stream. And then, of course, we'll be back next week. Um, So that's what's happening. Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for running the games.
I, 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 it's it's such a delight to have great players like you guys and everybody that's the here. The sleep tonight. loads are going down next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everybody that's watching has halfway as, as great players as I have. I am so blessed here. And uh, so join us next week again for another thought-provoking discussion. We'll see you then.